What's up guys, welcome to Fitter Food Radio episode 125. It's me, Matty Boy Whitmore, with the one and only Keris Marsden. Hello. How are you? I'm In good. yourself. I'm good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've done one of these podcast thingy well, jigs. It hasn't, has it really, if we're honest. We've just done four and deleted them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah, in that sense, no, it hasn't. Uh, we've just done four in the last, yeah, hour. <laughs> Two hours, really. Two hours. Two hours. But it's been a while since we've done an actual official <laughs> podcast. That's, that's we should clarify there. why we delete them. We just end up going off on tangents and then we're like, we do. Oh, what then are we like, talking what about? What are we talking about again? Where's the relevance it. here? Yeah. Start again. Maybe people like that. I don't know. Maybe people like the tangents. Maybe, maybe they were relevant, maybe, but they maybe, were just maybe people like the fact they were hooked in by the title of the podcast, and then nothing and then realise it had absolutely nothing to do with it. I listened to a podcast by the way the other day where it's they interview a guest on the podcast. It's two hosts, and they talk for an hour, and then the guest comes in for the last thirty minutes. It's an hour and a half every episode. Say that again. So it's two. It's a it's a podcast with two hosts. Yeah, like me and you. The first hour is them just talking about their week. Right. So it's a running podcast. Oh, wow. They talk about running for an hour. Oh, and then the last half then, hour. Then, then the person okay, comes on that I wanted to listen to, which was the person talking about running nutrition, Blimey. comes in for the last 30 minutes. Gosh. But well, at least now you know. People quite you like just... it, I think, because it's just constant talk about running and running and running. Running and that. Running. Well, maybe we should just I title... like running, but I can't talk about running for an hour. Well, I no. could talk about running for an hour, probably. Maybe. But not every week for like five years. But, you know... Each to their own. It is. You know, we I could probably have... talk about something else equally uninteresting to others for an hour every week. Yeah, I think we all could, to be fair, yeah, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah. And we, we often You like... could talk about anything for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I could. I could, to be honest. There is um, nothing that you couldn't talk about. Matt, Matt the Waffle Whitmore over <laughs> yeah. here. Um, but today we are going to talk about... Maybe we should healthy... say... No. <laughs> we should just title this guess podcast... At, guess at the end. Nutrition and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Health and fitness and that. Just go, the question, what was it all about? And then they can feedback what they gained from the podcast. Did you gain anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you, we should put it to like a public vote. Like, yeah. what do you think the title of this podcast should, should be? Should have been. Based on, <laughs> yeah. based on what we spoke about. Um, what we're actually going to talk about today is healthy habits, or should we just say essential habits, probably better, for stressed and busy people. Mm-hmm. Because we have been stressed and busy people. We have indeed. Yeah. And we have noticed that we've learned a lot about ourselves and the effect. We know what stress does to it, all of us know, but that we've got better at putting steps in place to prevent or minimise the effects yeah. of stress. Damage limitation. Yeah. That's what it is. Because we are just like you. You know, we have we get stressed. We seek comfort from food sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, we have no off switch with appetite. Yeah. You know, it kind of it happens. And it's like we've said time and time again, you know, we... We haven't got it. We haven't got it easy over here. It's not. All, it's not all fun and games for us, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and in fact, every every time it does even get comfortable for us, we go and launch another project. Yeah. <laughs> we must create stress. <laughs> yeah. It's far too calm around so, here. Actually, I do remember my dad when I had a really easy job in London and my life was just pretty steady. Going home and he could just read me. He reads me like a book and he was like, "You're bored. You're coasting. You need to speak to your boss." <laughs> I yeah. was like. God, how did he know these things? I'd literally tripled my cappuccino intake because I was so bored in the afternoon. I was like, what can I go and do? I should go and get a cappuccino. Oh, I'll get another coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Sounds like a good idea. So maybe that is a very, um, it's a habit of mine that I, 
But I, I think I've got better at, at understanding how to manage that that desire to have a certain amount of stress in my life. Mm. But I'd say in the last five months, I've been absolutely astounded at what I've been able to take on and manage and do yeah. and achieve. And I'm looking back now and I'm like, uh, Rich, I, I patted myself on the back, if I'm honest. The, it's quite where, funny because as you just said that, you patted yourself on the chest. I know, <laughs> patting my boobs here. <laughs> Because I can't reach my back. Because, <laughs> because I'm just so deflated. No. Um, what I was about to say was that the only thing that has slipped for me in that we've been obviously building a, a new membership site and we've filled it with everything from Stop It yoga videos. That really made me laugh. voice is gone. voice really made me laugh. You sounded like um, that Harry Anfield character. <laughs> My father really funny. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. Oh, composure. So what Let's I was about go. to say was, I've achieved a lot in terms of my lecturing and, and getting ready for the new site launch. What I've been pants at is social media's gone totally out the window. I've had to, You've had had to, to step up. up. You've had, you're like, go on Instagram stories. I'm like, what? It's the Matt show on Instagram. It is. No one's interested, I'm but sorry. I'm there. I haven't even written Apologies, a single email. Guys. But do you know what? Like, Every now and then you just have to like knuckle down and I had to just get projects done. And uh, yeah. the website side of things just dominated my thoughts. And after beating myself up for weeks going, you haven't done anything on Instagram, I was like, do you know what? I just, I can't spread my thoughts that much at this point yeah, in time. Yeah. It was, it's like I just, then sp- it's another thing to, to add to yeah. this. But in June, everything gets a bit quieter and then I will do a little bit more. But I don't know how people do it. Other than the fact that they must just spend their life, yeah. and I have spent most of my we, we often joke, don't we? Like, so, working so, in the social last five media could, yeah. can, can be a full time job, oh, you know. Gosh. I was watching a program about. We will talk about being stressed and busy in a minute, but if anyone's seen it, when I'm um, editing videos, we've been editing hundreds of exercise videos, which is mind-numbingly dull. So I put on kind of very brain dead TV in the background, and yeah. I've been watching. It's on. Um, uh, iPlayer, which is 21 again, where they got 21-year-old girls to swap places with their mums and got their mums to have an Instagram account and oh, dress, right, yeah. dress like a 21-year-old. And what the mum said was how fascinating, how much time it took them to do like Instagram stories. And one of the girls did 200 selfies a day. Oh my God. And I, I, that is another world to me. Like, honestly, 200 pictures of me, like, <laughs> I guess oh, I mean. just even the thought that anyone would find that remotely interesting. <laughs> I always love a picture of Kerry's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here she is again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in a different location. Only me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. But, yeah, very... And then it scares me when you think of that mm. that is that that's the next generation yeah. where they devote their time and energy. It's, it is scary. Times are changing. Yeah, but hopefully. And another point that was made recently, and this is a great point just to share, was we have an entire generation of people who know how social media should be used and the value you should place on it, mm. which is the the older generations who didn't grow up with it, yeah. who were very much like, well, if that person doesn't like you, it doesn't mean anything. Or if yeah, that person yeah. you know, says something, it's probably coming from a negative place. They know how to understand and interpret social media, but they don't know how to use it. Yeah, so yeah, they don't have Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts. And if they do, they don't really use it how it's intended for the algorithm so that no one hears about them. Yeah. And then you've got this entire generation of people ranging from two years old upwards who can use social media like faster than they can, I don't know, like, you know, takes to kind of get dressed in the morning. They're like, yeah. flick, 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 you know, I know everything to, how to do it, but they have no understanding of how to interpret the information and 
what value to place on it and they are it's their life it's yeah. it's, it's reality to them but it's not reality yeah isn't it's, that scary yeah it is just a touch so this is why <laughs> we, again you kind of need almost like go to you need to go to i don't know social media school or something we, we joked the other day didn't we? we were probably like it's only a matter of time before social media is almost part of the school curriculum yeah i think it probably has to because be because it's like you know how do you how do you behave on there how do you behave on there how do you yeah. um i suppose like how do you manage i know like your expectations your emotions like because you know there is a lot of an emotion uh, emotional attachment for for people on yeah. social media isn't it in terms how of how vulnerable you were as in the teenage you know what's that the other day i was seeing something about um you know like people put these selfies and in the head, they're like, if, if this doesn't have X amount of likes, like within the first hour of it going up, I take it down. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, really? Yeah. Like, so you're like, so then why are you posting in on there? You know, because for me, I like, I try to try, you know, I, I hope I do, um, especially, you know, at least sometimes I try to add value wherever I can yeah. with, a, with an Instagram post or just a social media post in general. I can confirm you add value. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks But we do the same because I think we... Don't we so sometimes, do you know what? Just a really happy selfie of being yeah, like, yeah. you know what? You know, just taking some time out to get outside yeah. and sit in the sun, like, you know, blah, blah, Because Because even that, to me, there's an element of value there because it might inspire someone else to do the same and go, do you know what? Sorry, I'm going to get outside for 10 minutes and read a book and who knows what that could do for that person. But, yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit like, yeah, it would be great if it got loads of likes and interaction, but I'm not going to go, well, that's a bit rubbish, take that down. Yeah, no. You know, no. because then it's like, well, then why are you doing it? Are you doing it to add value and potentially help people or are you doing it for your own kind of, your own ego? Validation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I and think it's, I mean, we, we obviously started I feel out, like we're going off subject here, Clarice. sorry, just one last point, but we started our business at the, almost at the time that Facebook <laughs> launched. If you Back think in our time. Well, I was young. Um, and I think... We just immediately thought, well, we have a business page. The point of the business page is to educate people. And so that's just ingrained in, in us in terms of, you know, how to use social media is that is like value and education. Mm. But it's crazy when you look around and, and see that it doesn't get as huge, as big a following as someone who's just out there saying, here's me, I've got this, I'm doing this, yeah. here's me. And it is more it's like... It's definitely changed. It's more like reality. It's more like, I, I think, um, you know, it's as well as kind of, you know, educating sometimes like it's like you say, it is like a, I suppose like a form of reality television now, yeah, like yeah. where people, people do, you know, it is nice seeing a bit of an insight into someone's life and what they're up to. Cause I like it, you know, people that I like and I like following, I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Like look where they are or look what they're doing and, yeah. and this, that and the other. And, and, and I do like that, but at the same time, like, it's like you say, it's, um, it can become like almost full time. Yeah, you know, it's like, what do I post today? What should I post now? Because I'm not very good at posting stuff in the moment. No, and I almost forget, and it's like later, and I'm like, that would have been helpful. I wish I got a photo then, or I could have done a video then. And but now it's like that moment's gone. I'm back home again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Busy, stressed people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, you were a busy, stressed person last week, weren't you? Because you had a a first, Matt's first. It was a first. Yeah. So uh, it's official. I'm now a uh, not only a, an author, but a lecturer. <laughs> no one's going to take you seriously when you say I that. Know. I don't you need take some it spectacles. I can't take myself seriously. When I say <laughs> um, yeah, so Keris uh, obviously. I took, I took you to work for the day. Yeah, take take your boyfriend to work yeah. day. <laughs> Can I go? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so you your college were looking for new lecturers to do like sports nutrition, weren't they? Yeah, so I put you uh, forward. You put me forward, so it's, uh, he's pretty good, <laughs> if, I, if I do say so myself. And uh, you sent me the slides and was like, could you do this lecture? And I looked through the slides and I was like, yeah, all looks good to me, bish bash bosh. And it was all arranged. I was going to go in for like a lecture trial. And i got to be honest with you. I was nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous, like, and uh, very much was uh, stepping outside of my comfort zone, I think. And what, what was interesting after the day, and this is why it's kind of relevant to what we talk about, the habits for stressed and busy people, is you said after the whole couple of days of getting nervous wound up and having a really long day lecturing, you came home and you said to me, I can so see why people just get a takeaway. Yeah, like, or, just, I, or just smash every bit of food inside. Yeah, yeah. As a response to that kind of big stress and, yeah. and then almost getting home and it like crashing down. And the hard thing about it was you had a couple of days of lecturing and you were going to step in for me, but I actually found it really stressful watching you get really stressed. And I was like, no, do you know what? I don't want you to step in for me because I had a sports lecture coming on. I will do that. Because for me now, it's like I've been doing it for two years. It's, mm. it's so much easier. And so I was actually kind of like taking on your stress, but it was so interesting in terms of, listening to you say about, gosh, that end of the day, even going to get on the train, you said to me, like, I'm so hungry now. Like I've just been, I had no appetite when I was stressed and now I'm just like, I need something. Yeah. And also we'd been on a really hot, horrible tube and you were like, I need something, I want something cold and sweet, like a drink. And, yeah. and like, you were like, can I get a Diet Coke? And, like, and you can see how, plus the element of like, I've just done something I want to reward, but it, that you end yeah. up in that habit of like, oh God, just, just smash it. It was a huge combination of things because it was like, you know, there was this, obviously that I was, I was nervous because I was about to do something I'd never done before. And I was nervous because I was about to essentially, you know, despite the fact, you know, I've, I've you know, done a load of our own seminars haven't we you know we got up in front of rooms full of people and and whatever but I'm always presenting my slides you yeah. know I've created them so yeah I feel good talking about them whereas now I had to kind of like revise 130 slides that someone else had written <laughs> and I was like blimey whilst I kind of like I can cover all this stuff like this isn't how I would do it yeah, and yeah. this isn't how I would explain it and it's almost really weird seeing it in a different way but you was like no no you can write your own slides and I was like oh what a relief but then of course I was like like staying up really late getting up ridiculously early to make sure that I was on top of it all and and, and whatever else and and like you said I could have killed you for the 11 30 that you pulled that the night, night the night before your lecture you were still doing slides at yeah. 11 30 can you just, go, just can you just check this for me yeah and you're <laughs> like can you just help me edit these oh my god I'm gonna actually headbutt you in a minute I cannot believe it because I was lecturing as you well you stepped up you came through for me I did I was, a, I was a combination of like if I rant now I'm gonna make him feel worse but then I'm like why are you doing this at 11 30 yeah. to be fair it wasn't that choice like the day just went yeah I was like oh my god this is the time but this still needs to be done around that time we did some things like I said to you I was prepping meals and you were like oh I haven't got time you know I don't I don't really want to think about what I want for lunch tomorrow and I was like trust me I'm going to prep food for both of us because it just becomes the more stressed you get it becomes so important yeah. because on that day and I said this to you you don't want to be trying to make decisions about food you may not be able to get out and even eat food that's another well, to be factor fair, like I mean my nerves were that bad I had no appetite <laughs> yeah like, but then and, it can hit you like as you get on the train and yeah well I suppose like, once like you know the, the you know the adrenaline had yeah. gone and, and the day was over it was like okay now I'm ravenous yeah. like and I just wanted sugar yeah and, and all of that but then you know at the same time 
I'd just been off the back of, I mean, we've been been mad busy the last God knows how many months anyway with a new site. So the timing probably wasn't the best, no, you know, in, in hindsight. There's the first um, lesson. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What's your commitment? Yeah, don't take on too much. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of like added more stress. But I suppose I saw it as a bit of a personal challenge as well. Yeah. Um, so part of me was a bit like, I'm not going to be too hard on myself here. I've been having like, you know, lots going on at the minute, late nights, early mornings, very nerve wracking experience, you know, out of my comfort zone, blah, blah, blah. Lots of stuff, I haven't eaten all day. Of course I feel like this. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was, I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, but then like, again, I just did. I just got home and I was just like, I couldn't even just sit down with my dinner. I was just like picking and grabbing at food. I just needed something. Well, you're, you didn't help. Your client had made you a fresh, amazing sourdough, sourdough loaf. loaf of bread. God. God. <laughs> it was Just like sliced it. I even think, even I, think, I got I in I, on it. I think I saved you an end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite good in that I know I get in like you and I just start picking. I'm like, it's like my brain goes time to eat now. And mm. I just, I start picking at stuff. So what I'll generally do, because I know I'm that, like, that's going to hit me, is I make a massive bowl of like carrot sticks, cherry tomatoes, cucumber, and I just start eating that as we're getting ready mm. for dinner. Because otherwise I can have eaten a meal by the time yeah. it's taken me to to get the knives and forks out and put the condiments on also, the table. I've e- already eaten a meal. Even sometimes it's easy to pick at things that, you know, whilst nutritious it's very easy to eat a lot of them and just really tie up the calories. Like, yeah. for example, like uh, oat cakes, I'm terrible with. Yeah, yeah. Like we get oat cakes out with a bit of salsa. Like oat cakes, yeah, all great. Salsa, all tomatoes, very low calorie, fantastic. But then when you've got through like 12 <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, and I still haven't eaten my dinner yet, yeah. then you're like, mm, actually, well, the worst probably wasn't. I made the mistake of buying um, roasted nuts on the train and you were just like, get those yeah, out again, yeah. get those nuts out again, get those nuts Couldn't out. leave them alone, I was like an addict. Oh, <laughs> can I have a nut? Can I have a nut? Um, but also, like on the train home, you see there is an element to kind of environment as well where I've said this to you especially if you're working at weekends you get on the train and everybody's got like a gin and tonic or a beer mm. Percy Pigs all this kind of stuff well, we, we did actually have a, a couple of tinnies didn't we on the Friday night <laughs> I, had, I had a can of a can of beer you had a like a, a, gin, a, a gin and tonic and but you know what here's another thing right and, and then we'll get right into this yeah so this is this is interesting in terms of people's relationship with food or drink and what they associate with it so i lectured on the friday that was my first full day on my own after a successful trial yeah so it was almost like let's celebrate yeah you know like you were nervous for me i was very nervous obviously uh but it's a successful day i felt it went well the feedback was great from the students amazing let's celebrate have a drink right yeah but then on the saturday it, I was I, I taught again, didn't I? But yeah. It was a different subject that was a bit of a. We both knew we were going to be a bit like, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. probably wasn't my strong point, but I could do it. Yeah. I knew the, the 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 content, and I think uh, a lot of the students had an assignment the next day. They were stressed. They were wound up. Probably didn't really want to be there. Would rather be working on their assignment. And the day just didn't go as well. Yeah as the Friday. So then all of a sudden, it wasn't like I was craving something on the way home because I was celebrating. It was almost like I was seeking comfort. I was a bit like, oh man, that just didn't go, didn't feel like it went anywhere near as well as yesterday. And and then you're a bit like, oh, you know, have a little drink or all those crisps look look nice. I think I actually said to you, do you know what? Don't, because this is where the cycle starts. And I think I said like, your mum's got dinner on the table. And to be fair, I think that was the day when I did just have a, I think I had a Pepsi Max. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was still yeah, a bit of a you treat. You something but sweet, yeah. yeah. Um, but I so, said to you, don't, yeah, don't get me like, oh, I'm just going to drown my sorrows because yeah. this is where then you're, you just start to get into this 
cycle and it can yeah. be really hard to break and it's more like deal with the emotion on the way home like walk, talk through it like yeah that and, kind and of to stuff. be fair that was better because yeah. then once I kind of went through I was like I think I'm just being a bit hard on myself here what was amazing though is you got home and your mum had brought you a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's she knows yeah <laughs> but it was to celebrate and then yeah, you like, were kind of you were talking about it going blah, 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 and, and I think she changed the subject and you said Oh, okay. We're well, obviously bored of listening to me talk yeah. about because you were still trying to work through, like, just want to talk yeah, about your she, first experience. Yeah. And then she went, Oh, well, I got you ice cream. So that's yeah, that. And that, was, that to me was a massive insight into how you've been raised to deal with, like, <laughs> difficult situations. When things are good, get him ice cream. Yeah. When things are bad, get him ice cream. Yeah. Basically, yeah I was like, Gosh. Ice cream is the answer. Now I know how your brain works. But again, you know, it was, it was, it was t- two days of lecturing. Very nerve-wracking, but also very rewarding at the same time. But then there was a lot in the build-up. But I did say to you, didn't I? I was like, mad respect to you, because it is it is quite a full-on day. You know, you're on your feet all day long. You know, you're using your brain non-stop and answering questions. And you've got to try your best to be very much on the ball and high energy, because yeah. you, know, you can't be dull and, you know, come across like you don't want to be there, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so I said to you, mad respect to you, but... But like you said, I was like, God, I can so see why people after just a day at work do just want to come in and just eat whatever yeah, and yeah. order a takeaway and, and this, that, and the other. Cause but I do, I do think you you have to go like, let's just start like going up, even kind of wind back a little bit further and say, I've definitely at the end of this month, I thought I've got to start saying no. Like I'm getting very much like a yes person when it comes mm. to, can you do this? Could you help out with that? Could you? And I know like a couple of, people ask for big favors even in terms of like looking after kids and stuff and i was like it like twings you know like your your guilt like twinges as you're going yeah i, I just cannot right now like i've got so much on and i know it should be you know kind of friends and family over over work but i kind of have committed to work and it is yeah, my income yeah, i've got to do it but i've learned so much over the last few months about i have to i can even find myself doing it now like emails come in can you cover this lecture can you yeah. do this can you take that on can you take this client and i'm just i need to start going no. Yeah. And it's weird that I find it hard to do that. That definitely comes from like, you know, being a kid and like told to work hard and mm. earn well and, you know, your Saturday's child and have that reinforcement. But I think then if you are if you are going to work hard, if you're going to take on a large amount of work, you have to put the foundations in place of yeah. self-care. And, and I've been talking about this all week to the students in, in college and in clinics with clients where I'm saying, look, you have to... It, it, otherwise it crashes like yeah. at some point your body will go <laughs> no more yeah and so you have to think yeah, well if i love doing so this much, like, like you wanted to try the lecture you wanted to do it and you love doing it but at the same time if every time you lectured you end up being a tub of ben and jerry's then we or have to go right this yeah, is a nice loaf of whole loaf of sourdough <laughs> bread <laughs> yeah beforehand yeah. and i think could be a problem <laughs> it could be so but, I think, but what i was going to say so you, for me it's like i've now got in a routine i've even played around with like i think occasionally I said to you you said your appetite shut down when you were really nervous and I've played around in the past with do I fast before a really nerve wrecking talk but I'm definitely better having, having some food to keep myself more stable but I have played around with am I better with some some glucose based stuff in the morning or do I stay with protein and fats and am I better exercising or getting an extra hour sleep depending on how many days I've worked yeah and like really reading my body and like the, I have this the one rule is I have an hour of movement before yeah. like an, it can be the walk to my lecture or it can be a quick dash out with Hamish or it can be some yoga on the common mm-hmm. there's always an hour of movement in the morning yeah. no matter how many days I'm doing and and like 
you were very good at we're in bed by 9.30 at the latest. Like, yeah. Because that's what we can do at the moment. So bear yeah. in mind, people with kids might be saying, well, that's all right for yeah. you. But, yeah. but equally, that's what we can do. So yeah. we're taking what we can take right sure, now yeah. at this point in time. But also as well, like even though I only did two days back to back, like I already could see where I would need to make some positive changes to ensure that I don't just come home and just smash a load of food at the end of a a day of lecturing and I said to you didn't I I was like going forward I'm going to start I'm going to bring more food with me yeah so that I've got something more probably nutritious yeah especially on the way home yeah to have like for (laughs) for the way home yeah not necessarily a whole dinner yeah but just something that a is tasty so it does feel like a bit of a ah you know it's the end of the day I'll have a little something on the train uh but you know some you know so something that tastes nice but you know it's highly nutritious and he's going to tie me over until I get home and can have a proper dinner so I don't just get in and just be like oh, yeah, you know yeah. everything in sight so straight away like I was coming up with solutions solutions because yeah. I you know I, I wouldn't want that every time if I was doing this more often and that's exactly what I try to get clients to do is to say like look at your weak spots look at your vulnerabilities like it can be boredom it can be stress it doesn't really matter and then come up with some solutions for that for that situation mm. so like I just said for me, I come in and um, before I've even taken my coat off and you laugh at me for this, I prep my lunch for the next day. But it, and you, you're, you're like, oh God, I just want to sit down and have a cup of tea. And I'm like, no. Yeah, you're Because honest. then it's like my energy levels come down and I don't want to get Start up. Start settling. And, and- yeah, basically. Whereas I can prep lunch and, and, and for the days when I am back to back, it's kind of food becomes functional. It's a no brainer diet of like, I know two or three breakfasts that I make in seconds. It's a smoothie or it's eggs or it's... Um, you have like overnight oats, don't you? Overnight sometimes. oats, but it all gets prepped the night before. That takes me about literally 10 minutes from start to finish. And it all goes in the fridge. I even put like cucumber, the ginger, the protein powder in a little pot ready to just chuck it in the blender in the morning. And then, and then it, yeah. a couple of handfuls of salad, cherry tomatoes. Nothing is chopped really. And then it's no. a tin of fish. Or again, it's like a you know chicken breast in there. And take, some, take some... Uh, we often have a load of boiled eggs, don't we? Yeah. yeah and I just... Ready. And I think, like you, I've played around with, I'll have something non-palatable with me that is portion control. So it's Non-palatable? Like a, sorry, non, uh, non-perishable. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, that I can't eat. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the solution. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, that's the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I have a piece of cardboard in my bag for the way home yeah. that I eat. Just to suck on. But do you know what's interesting is, is I, so I will have non-perishable stuff with me that I'll be like, even if it's like a tin of fish or something, that I'll be like, if I just got really hungry, that will take some that will make me question are you hungry or are you just like craving some reward mm. because sardines isn't the most rewarding food to have but if you're no. really hungry you'll eat them yeah, I'm sure your fellow passengers wouldn't be best pleased either um, and <laughs> you get a seat though and I've also played around with not taking like sometimes on the way in I buy a 90% bar of dark chocolate that is yeah. my favourite thing to have when I'm like mid-afternoon with a bit of black coffee it's like the bitterness stimulates me to get yeah. me through the afternoon but then I realised taking buying the whole bar on the way to work would mean that very a small amount of that bar would come home with me. Yeah, yeah. So then I would portion control that in well, advance. That, yeah. So. Well, admittedly, actually, when on the Friday, I gave you a massive bar, didn't you I? Yeah, massive <laughs> bar, and, and I pretty much ate the whole bloody thing. You had hundred grams, um, didn't on, you? On like an afternoon break, yeah, because I was just like, oh, I just need something because I was getting to that point then when like I think the adrenaline was wearing off because yeah. the day was going well. Yeah, yeah. And it was just oh, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just I just couldn't 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 quite stop myself from. Yeah. From, from not eating the whole thing but but similarly and on that note I think you've also got to think about when I've done some talks for some corporate groups recently and they've said where they get pulled into meetings and the meetings go back to back to back and it's like 
their, their appetite's building, like they're hungry. And as they come out of the meeting, the only thing that's on offer is like biscuits, croissants, pastries or sandwiches. Yeah, and then you yeah. just, that's such hyper palatable food that you nail more than you need. You can't stop eating. Your, your blood sugar levels will drop so low because you've gone so long without food. Mm. And they were saying to me like, what do you do in that situation? This is where I said like, personally, if I knew I had a load of meetings in a day, because sometimes as you found out, lots of people jump on you in your lunch break. And before you know it, you've got 10 minutes to eat your lunch. Yeah. And if you know you're going to have a day like that, and some of my days are a bit like that, I will take a, a smoothie, which is almost like a, a salad blended, but I've just put protein powder in it. Mm. But it'll have like cucumber and, and like avocado and so, like ginger. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a salad, but just all blended up. Just with a view that smoothie, yeah. If you did get stuck in a meeting or anything, you can just... Do you know what I mean? You just, you just stay sustained because mm. if you don't, as you noticed, there's a good chance that like your energy levels come down, you're tired. And with that down comes willpower. If anyone puts anything tasty in front yeah. of you, your brain goes, nail that, you deserve it. Oh, well, to be fair, like, you know, <laughs> you know, on that, on that, uh, those two days of lecturing, if someone had given me uh, or offered me like a slice of cake or something like that, I would have gone, like, yes, please. Because you know, every event we do around the country, people are so lovely and they're bringing like Bosch brownies or something. Yeah. And before I've even like blinked, you're, you're ramming I mean, one down I'm, your mouth. I'm like, in there. <laughs> like, I see. And I, by the time I finish talking, because I talk a lot, I get there and there's like crumbs. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I tried to save you some, yeah. but you weren't quick enough. You are no, but, You always put me some aside. But but the thing is though, is like, it's about knowing your limits. And, and I, I actually did a, uh, an Instagram story about this the other day and that like, I'm not perfect. I know my limits. Yeah. I know there are certain things I can't have in the house because yeah. I would just eat them. Especially when you're stressed. Especially when I'm stressed. Yeah. So whereas Keris is much more controlled, like, you know, if something's there and she can just, you know, have a little bit, whereas I'm I'm not like that. So, and that's fine. I've, I've taken ownership of that by yeah. not getting the stuff in unless I have every intention of, yeah, of eating it all yeah, as a treat yeah, yeah. or whatever it may be. But what I'm trying to say is, is that like you need to do the same yeah. in that like if, if there's a pattern with these days that are, are busy at work or these days you know you're going into a some kind of team meeting and it's going to be long and yeah. and whatever, you know, and then you come out like Kerrison, it's like, oh, I just, you know, I, I just need sugar now, sugar and caffeine. And, and you're starting to see this pattern. Take control of it, you know. Could I take something into that meeting with me? Be it like a protein smoothie, which I'm sure they're not going to have any like no, problem with you yeah, with yeah. you having. And you can make like, you know, I mean, to be fair, sometimes for me, to tie me over, especially at the moment because we've been really, really busy, is I will just have a whey protein shake. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, it's giving me a protein hit. Yeah. It's, it tastes delicious. Yeah, yeah. So it almost feels like a little bit of a treat. It's very low calorie. Yeah. But you know what? It sees me through. Yeah. Until like my next proper meal and it allows me to carry on with a task at hand and I can get the job done uh, and this, that and the other. I used to take a, this is really, I used to take um, oat cakes with a little bit of peanut butter and turkey sandwiched together oh, into wow. this is when I was doing a studying at um, university and if you got stuck in the lecture and you were just like I'm so hungry type thing mm. it used to look a bit like I was eating a biscuit but I'd yeah. have the tur- turkey you know I love turkey I've always gone about turkey and uh, but turkey and peanut butter on an oat cake is quite nice You'd have sandwiched together peanut butter with anything you would yeah I know so would everybody else though true, so that's true. to but, be fair I don't forget when you got me to try almond butter on a sweet potato <laughs> And I was like, what? You're mad. Took a bite. And I was like, oh my God, Yeah, it's delicious. (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) I actually put almond butter on an egg, boiled egg the other day and and with salt. And that was amazing. Mm. But the only thing about that is, because then I was thinking, could you sandwich the egg together with a bit of almond butter in the middle on top of the yolk 
and a bit right. of sea salt. That'd be quite nice. But if you get that out in any kind of meeting, yeah, cool. Came over, What's that smell? Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. need to do is like waft your hand and go, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or, or, or place the blame on someone else. Yeah. Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly. And then just ram the egg down really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Got like a bulging <laughs> cheek. Oh, but, who's let one go? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, what I was just going to say was I've also played around with, when I'm lecturing, you know, kind of having different types of breakfast at different times of the day. And, and you know, do you, are you better on a... Because a lot of people do things like 16-8 fasting, 5-2, like fasting, um, mm. you know, on their really busy days. Yeah. And I just think it can be a bit of a danger zone. And I remember doing a kind of fast on a day when I got really busy. And the first meal, I was trying to do like 16-8 at the time. And I didn't get to eat until I think it was like four or five o'clock. And boy, firstly, was I just in a horrific mood by that point in time. Yeah, I could yeah, have yeah. like, ah, but also so hungry. I had hunger pains. And when then I ate and got really bad stomach aches. Like I, th- I really do think you can get too hungry and then your digestion suffers. Yeah. So I think there's an element to which I've, I've learned from the off, fuel up early. And I've, I actually say this in all the corporate talks. I'm like, do you know what? Fuel up early. There's a good chance then you're just topping up across the yeah. day. But your brain is then fueled, and it yeah. doesn't matter. And if it is kind of like we just said, like a boiled egg with some almond butter or a whey protein shake in a meeting. But imagine if you've not eaten anything all day, mm. and you're then getting dragged into meetings. It's going on two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Plus, you wanted yeah. to go to the gym. All goes game over. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't fuel up early, so I I think if you're gonna have these really busy days, for me, even if I'm not hungry sometimes, and and, and, and like you say, like for me now, like I only did two days back to back, and already I'm like right, okay, for the next time. I know exactly what I'll do. Yeah. And I, I will definitely eat breakfast. Yeah. I will definitely, you know, uh, take something to have at the end of the day. Yeah. And straight away I know yeah. that will just have a completely different end result for me. Yeah, yeah. But well, going back to the fasting quickly, because we still get this question a lot, oh, what's your view on intermittent fasting and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it can work for some people. Some people not so much for numerous reasons, but one of the big reasons it doesn't work for people, because I'm like this sometimes, you know, if I go too long without food, I almost then can't stop eating after that, yeah, yeah. which is fine for me, you know, to a degree because I, I know my limits yeah, yeah. somewhat, whereas other people might not and they just can't stop eating. So it's almost like their body is making up for the fact that they they went much longer without food than they ordinarily would and ultimately could very easily place themselves in a calorie surplus again, you know, yeah, especially yeah. if they were trying to fast uh, to, as a fat loss tool. Yeah. But Joe, I think the same goes for hydration as well, you know, because, you know, I said to you the other day, because we had some particularly good weather, haven't we, at the moment? I was outside all morning and all, uh, and kind of like early afternoon, training clients. It was great, but it was a really hot day and stupidly I didn't have any water with me. But then I was filming a load of uh, videos, uh, like training videos for the new site. So even I'm only demonstrating stuff, when you do like loads back to back, it's it's like a workout yeah, because yeah. it was a hot day. I was sweating, and I got to that point. I said to you, didn't I? I was like, there was not an ounce of moisture in my mouth. Yeah. But I was determined to get through my list of exercises. But then after that, I could not stop drinking, even though like I was like, God, I've had a lot of water now. Yeah. I felt like because I'd gone so long without it, and my body was a bit like, oh my god, like you know, you, you you've not drunk enough. It's almost like it goes into overdrive of like, okay, I really need to make up for this. But then, of course, the issue I had was I then spent the rest of the day drinking nonstop. So then, of course, I'm I'm up half the bloody night going to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost, I think your body... against you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Also, though, it's quite interesting that they say when you're hungry, you're not actually low on energy, if you think about it. You've got enough body fat to go for months, probably. Like, no no, no offence. Yeah. 
<laughs> me, me. <yeah. laughs> so, but it's a marker of when you last ate. But I, I genuinely think there's almost like also a bit of a, a kind of panic with the brain, where the brain is like, just keep eating, keep eating, mm. like you're, you're saying with the water. And I think you get the same thing with the food if you go too long. But then, and I think that's also maybe why there just isn't the same digestive capacity. Maybe it's because you eat too fast and too much as well, which is a, a really, I've well, definitely noticed. That's a great shout actually, because that is the other thing with with the fasting is like, it's not just eating too much. It's almost like- Too fast. You can't eat. <laughs> so you've lost the ability to eat to, in, to a, chew. in a controlled manner. <laughs> yeah. I think, because it's interesting. I always thought I have a connection with stress and like my kind of, like various various kind of versions of irritable bowel syndrome but what I think I really have is a connection with stress and the speed that I eat and the mental state that I eat in because mm. when we're really busy and stressed eating becomes just so inconvenient to yeah. me sometimes that I'm like just get this down me the main thing is that we have chocolate after dinner like <laughs> even that I'm, ra- I'm racing to the chocolate do you know what I mean yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's my nice dopamine hit there and then it's like and then I can get on with my work and then yeah. that's like my really the thing that I really want to do and so I kind of noticed that and when I actually do sit down with people this is even when I'm at college lecturing if I sit with someone at lunch and talk and slow everything down way better digestive health yeah, afterwards yeah. same thing with you we've said you know this time and time again but it's it is just making those connections and the other thing that I've, I've said to you that I'll do sometimes is I'm terrible for eating as I'm getting food ready so I will just come in and just grab a stick of celery yeah. and just eat that and you're like you look like a goat just like chewing stuff <laughs> but I just know I need to chew and chewing is a big part of like your your kind of digestive and hormonal activity getting it ready for, yeah, course, for food yeah. so I kind of that's another area where I'm like I need to have something just to kind of like heat up my digestive not heat but warm up my digestive system um, and also I've used ginger shots in the past when I'm really full-on busy and it's almost like I can't come out of fight or flight to eat so I'll have a ginger shot and it just nice and burning it like but like it literally heats yeah. up your digestive people, people quite like that sensation don't they yeah and some people use vinegar apple cider vinegar and also more peppermint tea <laughs> mm. no but i think it's just you know can just it is a kind of well, it's, 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 it's a good digestive aid someone was uh, was talking about the other day about saying um you know when you have like horseradish or something like that and it goes up your nose and it gives you that like burning sensation, yeah, yeah. sensation in your nose but it's almost it's quite satisfying yeah i quite like it. yeah it's almost like oh, oh i liked it Let's yeah let's have another bit yeah <laughs> it's funny isn't it do you know what i had the other day i had a um a bitter lemon which i've not had for years you remember bitter lemon drink yeah yeah and it, it really like it's really nice actually. but it, it honestly it had like a almost like a heating feeling it's like mm. it was really bitter so it must have been like almost like a did it like stimulated acid production or something in my stomach but it was really nice it's yeah. weird it was like having a I don't know. I really like the feeling of it. I was like, oh, this could be a dangerous habit on the way home from from work. It was just one of those days, like you were saying, where as it's getting towards summer, when I get to the train, sometimes as well. This is hilarious, but to I was telling the students about this. Sometimes I have twenty minutes to get from the classroom in King's Cross to the London Bridge platform, and I do it with another student. She has to get the same train as me, and just we pelt it. pelt it. We pelt it with our bags in the wrong shoes and everything and we literally sprint from the college and she wants to get home to put her kids to bed and if you miss that train it's like a big long wait yeah, yeah, it just, makes a huge difference to how yeah, much of an course. evening you have 
but there have been times where we're not in college at the same time. We'll, we'll text each other our times. Like literally, not out of competitiveness, by the yeah. way. This is like, do you know what time I did it in today? Unbelievable. We're literally shocked because sometimes everything just fits like the tube because you have to run to the tube and then from the tube yeah, to the also train. Yeah, but also even like getting to the station, you know, like the pedestrian crossings everything. and this, right. that, yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. days it just it works. It all works and you are literally running. And on a weekend, it's even better because it's, it's less busy. But the worst bit of all is the last bit. You'll sometimes have four minutes to get from the tube in London Bridge to the platform, which is basically the the horrible escalator sprint where you mm. can't even feel your legs. Then you get to the top of that and you just want to pass out. And there is through London Bridge now, there's like this this hundred meter bit to get to your yeah. get to the barrier and we run it like we sprint it. And I've never sprinted like that in my life, but I realise I'm almost doing hit training. Yeah. It is hit training because it literally takes us about 25 minutes to do it. And it's like you're having an end of the day hit session. So I've started to get a bit like, if I do it, then I'm like, I want something like a sweet drink at the end of it because yeah. you're so like hot and sweaty and it's like, I you crave it. I honestly don't blame you because there are just some days you just fancy a little something. But then you? it's glycogen replenishment. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's why I can try to justify it when I was about three quarters of the way through a sourdough loaf. Yeah, yeah. The, the brain thrives on glucose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loaves of it. Loaves. Loaves, loaves of glucose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that note, though, I have found, again, I've, I think I genuinely, when you've asked me about prepping food and saying, what are you having for your lunch? You know, like, do you mm. want a baked potato and stuff? I'm like, absolutely no way. Yeah. It is for me, carbs. The, I have a big carbohydrate meal in the evening and yeah. that just seems to work Save for me for lecturing them. when I'm not lecturing I can play around with anything it can mm. be like porridge here and there and you know rice at lunchtime and things like that but when I'm lecturing it sometimes especially if I'm really busy I'll probably do more of the high protein yeah. more veg more fats and then it's almost from a kind of satiation perspective and then like you when I stop forgetting words, sometimes at about four o'clock, I might eat a banana because I'm like, actually, mm. my brain just needs Honestly, a bit glucose. That, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, when it comes to nutrition and, and whatever, um, depending on the type of day that you've got ahead, is that, and we always say this, is like, there's got to be an element of flexibility in what you do, you yeah. know, rather than like the same foods, the same times every single day. Like yeah. every day is potentially going to be different you know you've got you, to experiment with everything. exactly yeah. you know it's gonna be a different demand on your body different demand on your brain and and like i say like me going into lecture for the day yeah, yeah. was a very different day for me yeah compared to what my usual day-to-day is do you know what i mean yeah um so you know hence the reason why you know my, my eating pattern was a bit different and, and and whatever else but i think you know whatever your job is and you know whatever hours that you work so of course, it's easier said than done, but there, there needs to be an element of prepping and planning. Yeah. And you've got to invest time in making those things happen. And yeah. yes, you're busy. Yes, you work long hours. But guess what? So do many other people who manage to do it. Well, it's also, it's the longevity of it. Like if you want to do this for a long period of time, I used an example the other day of like, I've inherited my granddad's car, yeah. but because I rarely go out of second gear and... You know, kind it's of, an automatic. Why? Why? I still why? don't go. He tells you what gear you're in. Still, you know, can't be driving very fast. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's what I mean. Poodling along. Yeah, but I, I think I'll get another twenty years out of it if I wanted to, because it just probably won't. It it, when you do go into third, you won't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know? I did actually. I drove you to the station the other day quite fast, didn't I? And I, I said. Yeah. I've been. I was late one morning, and I drove faster to the station than I would do normally. Well, I, like, I told you to slow down. And didn't I, was I? Like, I said, "I'm actually. I'm a better driver when I drive faster because I'm more vigilant." And you I was like, "Yeah, that that stand up in court." Yeah. 
<laughs> just testing out my uh, vigilance skills. But just going back to the kind of longevity, what I'm saying is because I don't razz it around all the time, I reckon I'll get another 20 years out yeah, of there's it. There's definitely truth in that, but you should probably come out of second gear. Yeah, <laughs> at some point in time. But just one more final thing I'd say is when I do the, the, the kind of corporate talk side of things, it's so interesting because we go to Germany to do them and I'll be there for like a few days. And there's been a few occasions where it's a new audience every time. And like you, I find myself getting nervous about the unknowns. Like, I don't know who I'm going to be yeah. speaking so to again, today. So again, I suppose they're for you. That's, that's your, your, despite the fact that you've, you know, lectured God knows how many times now at the college. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Do no, I've got a new environment. No, Yeah, new environment, very much you out of your comfort zone. And it's with two men. So what, what's quite strange about that is... What's wrong with that? No, no, I, I, suppose, <laughs> I suppose I just feel like, because I feel like I'm sometimes the only woman there. But what's really interesting about the whole experience is we travel together. We get on really well. But one is a very, they're both very confident speakers. One is very much, he's a university lecturer, so he's very, he just gets up and looks effortless. He says, he tells me that he gets nervous every yeah, time. But he look, it doesn't show, it looks effortless. But it doesn't show when you... It does, sometimes. And the other one is more of a, he's a coach and he just has this lovely calming thing, like a, a like nature about him. And I watch the two of them and I get intimidated instantly when it's my turn to speak. So the three yeah. of us speak. Plus, I'm in a new country and I don't have you and Hamish with me. And I find it, I found, the last time I did it, I found myself getting really anxious. And I was like, I'm, I don't feel myself. I don't feel my usual, um, like my usual routine wasn't working. And I was ringing you going, I'm really getting into a bit of a state about this. Yeah, and you were yeah. like, calm down, you've got this. But what I did was I ate better yeah. to keep myself stable. Whereas those two, it's funny, the two guys I go with, because they're both runners as well. And, and I, we all, it's very interesting. On the day that we all have to speak, we all run, yeah. but not together usually. This time I did run with one of them. It was really, it was nice. But normally I'll be like, I don't want to run with anybody because it's my time out. Yeah, yeah. And I want to run with George Michael and that's it. <laughs> well, it's your time to like gather your thoughts, totally, isn't it? Like go through your talk, yeah, what you're going to say, how you're going to totally introduce yourself. That. But I'd, do you know what I played? I played... George Michael album that I loved when I was 16 that oh. just got me through like A-levels and everything. It just like, oh, it was amazing. And it, and it was through the, this woodland in, in Germany. And the air in Germany, by the way, is just phenomenally clean. It smells mm. amazing. So I managed to kind of like bring myself, like ground myself ready. I did some yoga and stuff ready for my talk. But they think it's so interesting. So I travel with these two guys and they think they've worked with all the nutritionists. They're like, oh, all you nutritionists are so strict with your food. But what they don't understand is like, I wouldn't, I, I, I know I can't start eating the pizzas. They We landed in Germany that they were like, let's get a McDonald's because they were like, they're, they're, they're healthy guys, but yeah. they're like, we've been traveling all day, I'm starving, let's get a McDonald's. And I yeah. was like, well, I probably won't get a McDonald's anyway, if I'm honest. Yeah. But I could have gone and got something from, there's an amazing chocolate shop and stuff like that. But, I was, but I was literally like, no, I, like I need to keep... I need to eat better to get through this whole next few days and feel confident. And what's hilarious, what I love about Germany actually is the breakfasts are amazing. You just get this um, like lovely, every morning I had eggs on rye bread and it was just lovely with tomatoes and stuff. So that that became my routine and a really strong coffee. But everyone at breakfast, because you're also there with the people who you're talking to, mm. at the, as in the corporate people, Everyone looks at my breakfast. Yeah, of course. And they yeah. all look at, I can see everyone looking at my breakfast going, what's Carrie's eating? What's Carrie's eating? And one of them said to me, like, How, what do, what would you eat for breakfast? And I was telling them, you know, sometimes I, I gave them my typical breakfast and I said like a three egg omelette or I had three eggs on my plate with rye bread. And one of them was like, that is a huge breakfast. Like that is a lot of food. Yeah. And what was interesting, we had this back and forth conversation and he actually hardly ate at all in the day and then would usually eat about four meals when he got home at night mm. and said, like, I get in and I have this and then this and then this and then this. And he's like, I couldn't eat. 
I couldn't eat all that food for breakfast. I didn't take it personally. I was like, no, no, no. I would, if I was you, because you're saying about really bad energy levels, concentration, focus. I was like, yeah. I would switch your fueling. You're fueling at night, and you're exhausted in the day. And it was just kind of interesting that they were all looking at me and going, almost like saying you, you're eating too much for breakfast. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 this is going to work for me. Yeah, yeah. And for the rest of the day, it doesn't. I'm not going to panic about having to have too much food or stuff. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm. If I've trained and had breakfast, I'm just a much better person, human being. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, though, I think even I'm more, if you... I'm more productive. I'm more energized. You know, I, I just think like for me, don't get me wrong. There are some. Obviously, I don't train every morning. I don't eat breakfast every morning. But like for me, I'm, I'm like I know I would just get so much more done today yeah. if I make the effort to make these things happen. What was interesting though, though, speaking to the the guy who does the brain side of things. So he's talking about the neuroscience of of like being you know cognitive function and productivity and your personality at work and he's studied neuroscience for 20 years so he's a great mm. guy to hang out with i'm always like asking him questions yeah, yeah. and he's very skeptical of nutritional therapy and he's like you know these are the things nutrition needs to do and i agree with him on most yeah. of the points we do agree on and so much and i say yeah it does get distracting with supplements and green tea and turmeric and all that everyone's like not even regulating their blood sugars and they're taking supplements it's crazy but we have this middle ground, but what he was saying was if he has to read something like a science paper or a book, he'll fast. Mm. He'll often not do it at home. He said, yeah. can't be at home. So yeah, it's a yeah. kind of environment plus he likes to be fasted when he's doing that. But then he said, if I'm talking, I have to eat. And so it's really interesting that he's yeah. already established two. He's like, if I'm going to do a presentation, I have to eat almost to like bring the adrenaline down. Yeah. Because it will quell it a little bit. But if I have to sit for some, do something boring, I almost need to bring my cortisol up and like dopamine up to like concentrate a little yeah. bit. And that's fasted. So I thought that was really interesting. But again, that's kind of like seeing the situation for what it is and, and, and kind of making a decision. You know, like it's like you say, after a while, like we work with a lot of people that, you know, work in office environments, you know, the example we gave earlier, kind of in and out of meetings, long meetings as well that gone for hours on end and and this that and the other and it, that's always their reason for why they ate this or you yeah, know why yeah. they then overate on that and it's like right okay well cool this isn't something that just happens every now and again this is quite a regular occurrence in your workplace so we can't keep using it as yeah, an yeah. excuse because you know you should really be trying to look at solutions to this yeah, rather yeah. than keep using it as a reason to to throw you off course or whatever it may be yeah so I think for us, it's like, okay, like, you know, look at your a typical schedule, look at the times when things do go a little bit peak tong and where there is a little bit more, you know, so maybe greater planning or prepping is needed. And then look at what you can do. Because of course, everybody's different. And don't get me wrong, there are times, like Kerry said earlier, when we get home and we're just like, do you know what? cannot be bothered tonight and we either make a kind of like nutritious fast food meal or we just go and get some sushi or something like that and i would also say there's loads of times when we flip it all up and just go i ate way too quickly way too fast i'm bloated i've got like you know like stomach feels horrible and i think the worst thing you can do in those situations is keep going on about it and beating yourself up about it. And it's just yeah, like, learn so from it. It's done. Try not to do it again. Know that you probably will do it again every yeah. now and then. And then learn from it again and again and again. And eventually you'll get better. It'll just be less frequent. Yeah, But course. it may still happen occasionally. Yeah, exactly. But you yeah. have to let it go. And the last thing I would say is always be thinking about the sleep side of things. Yeah. The more stressed and busy you get, 
we just go, okay, whenever we can, we start grabbing. Uh, we're not nappers necessarily. We find that quite hard. But if, if I... If, I can't, can't remember the last time I did that. I always say to like friends who have kids, like if you can pull in family at the weekend and get naps, like I totally... Yeah, try and take advantage. say like either between 30 minutes or 90 minutes is usually best. Mm. Like when you have a full sleep cycle, but just pull in resources where you can and go, okay, we just need yeah. to reboot over the weekend. But for me and you and... The, Again, otherwise you're just going to make more mistakes. I've said before, I lose yeah. word recall so fast if I've had a bad night's sleep. Yeah. And so we will often, there was a few nights we did later when you were getting ready for lectures that I was like, oh. But then afterwards we start going to bed at like half eight, nine and we caught up again. I was going to say, because there is something in like, we often talk about this is like, you know, humans are great at dealing with like a, acute, acute stress. stress. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, fair enough, you know, there was a few days of very little sleep, much less than than we would like. But in the situation, under the circumstances, it was kind of what was needed and we did it. And But then we went back to getting to bed earlier and this, that and the other. It was yeah. not an ongoing no thing. And the same goes for you. Like some days are going to be more demanding, more challenging for, than others. Some days you're not going to get as much sleep for whatever reason. It happens. Don't worry about it. When it becomes like almost like a an everyday thing, then there could potentially be a problem. But two things I was going to say is, number one, like just try to plan ahead as much as you can, plan what meals you might be having, take advantage of those days, potentially Saturday and Sunday when you've got more time to meal prep. So you've got stuff ready for the week. So there's less drama, less faff. It's there, yeah. it's either in the freezer or it's in the fridge. And again, like Kerry said, you know, the more you do it, the quicker it will get, the better at it you, you will get the more you'll start knowing what meals that you like and that are more practical to take into work with you to reheat or whatever it may be. The other thing is, you know, do do what Kerry says, you know, like as soon as you get in, get your lunch and, and whatnot ready for the next day. Don't settle because it will just be harder and it'll be on your mind. I've still got to make my lunch. And then you'll be like, oh, I won't bother tomorrow. I'll buy lunch out or just whatever. Do it. Just do it, get it done and then tick it off. And then you know, you've, you can have your dinner and then you can just try try your best to unwind for the for the rest of the night. And uh, the last thing is we often talk about some days look at food as we say, like look at food for function rather yeah. than expecting every meal to be this gourmet yeah, plate yeah. of deliciousness. Like sometimes it just still, needs to... I still like what I Yeah, eat. it still tastes nice, but you know Chicken, what? Chicken, avocado, just, salad, salmon and on rye bread and stuff. It's still nice, yeah. but it's just not like you said, a gourmet. Yeah, it's just bish bash bosh, yeah. you know, grab a tin of fish or, you yeah. know, or, or a cooked chicken breast or whatever it may yeah, be yeah. and and do something with that, yeah. you know. I also buy things like ready-made soups and then just add a ton more, a ton of ingredients into them. More spinach. Yeah. Is, it, is that, was that the thing you were going to say? Or? No, it wasn't. No. Uh, my final point was going to be that, again, the more you've got on in the, across the day, the more you just try to sit less and walk and get fresh air mm. breaks. And that isn't necessarily you know, do a big walk before work. It's like, if you can walk part of your commute, if you can walk across the day, take more fresh air breaks. And when you do get that kind of craving, literally head outside. And I, every opportunity try and just literally scoot outside mm. and have five minutes outside. Which, to be honest, like... Makes a big difference. Inactivity or doing nothing like, makes me lethargic. Yeah, yeah. And there's actually times like that when I actually, ironically, I move less, yet I crave more... Food. Glucose, yeah, like yeah, more yeah. like sugary, carby, yeah, you know, yeah. like foods, and 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 I think it's just to try and combat the tiredness. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. If you can get some kind, because of, those days were different lecturing. Because like I say we're on your feet like nonstop, yeah, and there is yeah. an element of adrenaline that yeah, kind yeah. of like fuels you. Whereas like ever, yeah, if ever I've had a day at home just working on the laptop, I almost just feel like oh, 
I'm really hungry. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why am I hungry? Or am I just... And that's why if I've got something like that where it's like I've got to sit still, I go to the library. Yeah, we are very lucky though, like, like we say, like because we have Hamish. We get that daily movement in regardless, yeah. don't we? And But you might need to lock yourself away somewhere very quiet for very intense periods of sitting. <laughs> intense periods but just, of sitting just on that subject though I've said this to some of the students when they've been saying about assignments and revising and I've said look I'm the sort of person when I was doing all of this and working I just used to set aside a couple of days rather than trying to pick it up and drop it again every day I find that harder personally mm-hmm. to pick up something like an essay or assignment yeah. or whatever and then you have to like reconfigure your brain and it's just so much energy going where was I what, what referencing am I doing now whereas if you set aside again pull in favours get childcare get whatever you need block out two or three days nail it but each time go somewhere like a library yeah. away from distraction and I kind of promise myself, like, I'll often ring you and go, right, get a roast chicken on and make, like, some nice chocolates. Mm. Uh, like, or I'll make it in advance and I'll get it all ready and I go, I'm going to work from seven until five solid and I'm going to come home and have an amazing dinner and yeah. chill. And then I'm going to go again the next day, same thing. I'm going to work consistently, take a few fresh air breaks and then my reward is going to be, like, a lovely dinner with you yeah, at night. Yeah, a bit of chill time. And, and that's how I work when it's, like, something really intense that has mm. to be done. And as you're getting closer to the end, you get faster and faster at working yeah. so you you can't even believe how productive you get because the finish line is closer but i've always been like that that 100 meter sprint i'm like bring it on well it's everyone everyone always seems to find that little bit don't they yeah. for that home straight because yeah, it's yeah. like you say the finish line's in sight and all of a sudden you've got this little surge yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. You kind of keep going but, but okay. yeah i hope that's helped guys um you know like we say you know you, you let's not look at necessarily avoiding stress but at the same time let's not keep blaming stressful situations and times for you know why we've made some bad choices weight gain. <laughs> you know we say you know for me enjoy your treats but enjoy them yeah, yeah. don't don't eat them because you were stressed and you sought comfort and then feel guilty about it because it shouldn't be that way like if it's a treat make it a treat because if you're not enjoying it it's not really a treat is it <laughs> so just try your very best to look at the situation and be like right you know, it's going to be a real stressful time over the next couple of months. There's this deadline at work. It's going to be long hours, whatever it may be. And be like, right, okay, so what's some really cool solutions here that I could come up with that's going to actually help me and ensure that I don't just keep reaching for sugar and caffeine nonstop and just want to eat everything in sight on the way home. Because, you know, we know it is easily done. And even just in my two days <laughs> of it, I could, I could totally see where it comes from I really really could but but then again you know in my defense I did straight away come up with like right going forward this here's what here's do. what I do differently yeah, yeah. because this could get out of control yeah. for me um <laughs> rocking up for sports with like <laughs> plus I don't like I don't I don't like uh the busy London commute I don't know how people do that every day <laughs> you know so yeah there's 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 that element as well uh but guys any questions as always please please reach out to us however you like just don't turn up on our doorstep <laughs> You know, social media, email, we are here to help. And of course, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you think will find this helpful. And we will see you in episode 126. Bye. See ya.